Sup? Stoochcast, protector of the inns. Dude, we got, we got like a new logo here. Nice little logo created by my man, Chucky Nugget. We got an interview with Chucky Nugget coming up with uh, Big Ben Lex at the end of this, uh, I don't know, just uh, rant about shit that's important to me. Um, just got back from vacation, driving seven hours to get to Ocean City, Maryland, 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 Marlin, whatever it's called. Uh, but yeah, um, did you see that solar eclipse? Did you see the moon cock block the sun, preventing rays from going under the earth? I looked up a bit. I didn't wear protection, you know? Basically, I just went in raw, looking at the sun, and, you know, don't do that. You'll regret it. It's a bitch. Um, yeah, so, what we got here today, we got... We got Game of Thrones recap, we got Still a recap, Pirates recap, got the vacation, and, uh, yeah, we'll cover all that. First things first, though, Ocean City. So, uh, yeah, went into the place... We had, like, a shack, dude. We had a motherfucking shack. And, like, it cost about 200 bucks for each person, I think, to go in. And we had eight people in our squad. So, um... So, yeah, so it's, like, 1600 so three nights. That's, like, 533 a night. And luckily, we had two bathrooms, because the place was just missing, like... Windows were broken, you know, uh... The fucking blinds were fucked up, people were being nebby. Uh, you know, didn't even have handles on the fucking sinks. Those sink handles, you know, it's just gross ass shit. I, I don't even know. And there's just stuff patched up everywhere. But, um, probably the best feature of it was we had these two bathrooms in, like, the middle of the place. And if you took, and we had, like, a couch in front of one of these bathrooms. And when you opened up the couch, it became into, like, a bed that, like, you know, people used. And when you opened up this couch, like, you just ended up, the couch would just go towards the end like, right near the door of that fucking bathroom. So it's like, if you were at night and anyone wanted to fucking, like, go to the bathroom or anything like that, if someone else was in the bathroom, you know, you had to fucking jump over motherfuckers. Or if you wanted to get some food, you had to jump over the fucking bed where people were sleeping to try to get somewhere. It was, it was brutal. And, uh, OC, man. It was crazy, dude. I saw Batman on the boardwalk. Uh, he was chilling. He was probably, you know, jerking off or some shit. But, um, oh, they got fucking, uh, when I went to get Rolling Rock there, they had, uh, get this, get this, for a 12-pack, 12-pack, bottles of Rolling Rock, 15 fucking dollars, 15, rip-off, you could get, that's like, that's like if you were to get a case here, that'd be like 37 bucks, 38 bucks for a case. Now, if you go to the Brewthrough down in Kennedy, and we keep plugging it, we're plugging it on this podcast, the Stoochcast. You go to the Brewthrough down in Kennedy, man. You can get a thirty rack for nineteen seventy five. That's the year the Steelers won the Super Bowl. So what else was there? Uh I forgot to pack underwear. That fucking sucked. So I was free balling for a good two days. You know, just out there in the wild. You know, it's got salt, got sea salt sand in my jaw, my balls. So that was, uh, I guess, pleasant. Just, just you know. No chance of getting laid when you didn't bring undies. Just no chance. No chance of getting... No chance of getting any. I don't even know if I would've. It, it, there's some trash down there, man. Some trash. 
A lot of trash down. You know what I'm talking about. There's trash. It's tr- it gets it gets a bit trashy down there. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Uh, I guess one night it was like two thirty. I guess the only other memorable thing is one night I was coming home around two thirty and uh, uh, I'm trying to fucking think. Oh yeah, there were these like chicks teasing us or fucking group or something like that saying uh. We wore, like, Skechers or some shit like that. None of us wore Skechers, all right? We're above this. But I just, <laughs> I just turned around, just, just kind of, I was just, I was still, like, fucked up from the bar. I just turned around drunk, and I just shouted, hey, at least they didn't have an abortion. And that shut them up pretty quick. So I didn't, I didn't even know if they even had an abortion or not, those girls. But I, I just, like, fucking shouted just to see. But they got pretty quiet, so, hey, at least, like, probably one of them must have had one, right? Oh, that's fucked up. That's a savage moment. But yeah, hey, you know, sometimes you just gotta let one roll. Uh, pro-choice, by the way. This is a pro-choice podcast, all right? We're pro-choice here on this podcast. But is it killing a baby? Well, we, well, we don't know. Continuing on, I, I had a pretty good time. It was expensive as fuck, though. Shit gets expensive here at the beach. You know, before you know it, it's like you just, just blew 300 bucks on a weekend. You're like, what the fuck did I even get? You just don't even remember, dude. I remember going in the ocean, dude. And the ocean was nice. Fucked up my back. Cracked my back. Sea was angry, you know what I mean? And it's just like the way I was like hitting some of those waves and shit like that. Like flailing my arms around like a fucking Tourette's guy or some shit. Just shouting shit. I don't know. The way the waves hit me, it's like you get hit by one wave, then like another. Like immediately, like you don't know when it's going to fucking hit you. And like the way like I cracked like my back, it's like it felt like you were opening like a fortune cookie or, like, a wishbone, like, one of those fucking things. Like, it just got, like, it was a good time, though. Great time with my my, my man, Jay Snide. Gotta get that man on the podcast. Dude, he, this we, we were, um, just, like, down at the beach, dude. <laughs> there was, like, seagulls and shit fucking flying around. He just described them as rats with wings. Fucking rats with wings. And I saw, like, a bird literally take a shit, like, two feet in front of me, like, in the water, dude. I was just, like, swimming around its shit, and I saw a bird... It just dropped like a white one right into the ocean. I was just like, oh, fuck. I had to get the fuck out of there. But yeah, that's what I see in a nutshell. Now we got Game of Thrones, dude. This is all spoilers. So, uh, all right, I'm going to talk about Game of Thrones. Try to fit in for three minutes. Dude, Jon Snow, dude. They had a fucking squad going up north, dude. I just kept thinking, all right, who would play who on a basketball team? Because they were loaded, dude. They had fucking, they had fucking Jon Snow. They had Gendry. They had Tormund. They had the Hound. And they had Jorah. So, here's my theory. Tormund would definitely be a power forward. Hound is a center, no doubt. He'd be killing it like Shaq. He'd be killing it like Shaquille O'Neal. I was thinking with Jon Snow, I was thinking maybe point guard. But I think Jorah would be a good point guard too. Because if you were to, like, I'm I'm speaking if you were to translate, like, the fighting skills of Game of Thrones people into, like, basketball skills. That's what I'm talking about right now. Like, they could beat the the dream team. You know what I'm saying? Because that's how loaded that fucking squad was. Where was I? I would say Jorah would be a fucking... He'd be... He'd be the point guard. Right? The guy that just, like, takes control of the team. He, like, controls the tempo. He passes it. Jorah would definitely be the point guard. He has, like, the experience. And he's, like, kind of like a wise leader. Tormund would definitely be a power forward. Shaq would be center. Uh, fucking Jon Snow would be shooting guard. He'd be the guy you'd give that shot to. Gendry would be coming off the bench, dude. Gendry would be sixth man of the year. And, uh, I don't know who'd fill that other slot. Dude, like, the guy with, like, the one, with, like, one eye, with, like, the flaming sword, he'd definitely be on that. Because his voice is fucking badass, like, how he talks in that show. But, anyway. 
Moving on, dude. Like, yeah, dude, they fucking killed the dragon. Killed the dragon, his eyes turned blue, and I get it. I've seen the memes. You know, turn blue eyes, white dragon, you know, shit like that. I, I get it, dude. I get it. Dragon's blue, Yu-Gi-Oh! reference, whatever. I, I, you know. But that, that just fucking sucked. I didn't expect that to happen. I expected more people to die. I felt like a lot of them would die, and then, like, Jon Snow would get out of there. And then you have Littlefinger pulling some shit with, uh, fucking Sansa and Arya. I don't know. Did someone die? Like, like, no, Littlefinger didn't die. There's no way. Like, off-screen? Like, did something, happen, did something happen off-screen? Like, was someone killed? Like, Arya or Littlefinger? Like, because... Just that reference to the mask, or what? I don't, I don't know. I don't get that, dude. I, I, why is Arya just being like, I don't, is she like just jealous of Sansa? Because they're totally, they're two totally different people. But it's just like, they're two totally different people, but they gotta stay like united and shit. <sighs> Jesus Christ, we're almost at fucking 10 minutes. Well, that's it for Game of Thrones talk. Down to the Stillers now. Uh, they won their second preseason game. Hallelujah! It was 17-13. Victory. The offense was pretty bad. Besides Jimmy Carter, Jimmy, Con- Jimmy Con- Connor, James Connor, he fucking almost ran for like 100 yards, dude. That's that's like a warning sign, Olivia on Bell, man. Warning signs. That means he better get the fucking camp, or else we're just gonna fucking give that ball off to our man Jimmy James Connor, the cancer survivor. He's just gonna kill it. He's gonna fucking kill it. Hometown hero. It'd be nice if Bell would show up. I don't know. It's getting desperate. Hold on, let me drink this water. Backup quarterbacks weren't good. Josh thought, yeah, he was alright. I mean, I don't know, people were throwing picks and shit. Anthony Chicklow played pretty good. I think he had two sacks and he had like, yeah, like seven, eight tackles, something like that. When I was talking about the Steelers secondary, I said I didn't know who anyone was. Dude, I knew Sean Davis, dude. Sean Davis was the guy. That is a guy to watch out for. Right here, dude. Sean fucking Davis is going to be a stud this year. He's going to have a big year. He's like Steelers Rookie of the Year last year. He had like 70 tackles, I think 55 solo, 15 assists. He had a pick, I think five pass deflections, shit like that. Dude's just going to be good. You're going to give him more playing time. Dude's strong. He's fast. I think he's going to have a big year. That's just me. And if he can have a really big year in that second there, that defense, you know, they got uh, Shazier up the middle and just the linebackers. The linebacker rotation, everyone's like solid enough. And then like defensive line's enough with Hayward to it. I think Steelers' defense could really be much improved, because we all know what the offense could do. And all they need is to get Bell there. And, you know, the big concern is just the fucking Patriots, dude. And so, like, you can figure out a way to fucking beat those clowns in New England. I don't know what else, I don't know what else to say other than expect Steelers to go, like, 11-5 and and lose to the Patriots in, like, the championship game. But, you know, that's why that's why it's fun to be a fan, a Steelers fan. Uh, what do we got here left? Uh, we got the Pirates. Ugh, they blow. I think they were like six and a half back last time I checked. And they just they kind of been falling off. I think they've been three and seven their last ten games. And the Cubs have been like six and four their last, seven, you know, ten. It's like they're starting to separate a bit. It's just, I don't know, dude. It's it's fucking brutal. It's brutal being a Pirates fan, dude. I haven't gone to a game since April, man. I just haven't gone to a game. I just, it's not worth it, dude. They always just fucking disappoint. They never fucking do shit. And, uh, yeah. I just don't know. I don't know what to think about the Pirates. Josh Bell's gonna be good. And Koch is good. I mean, got the team stats down here. I think they're losing right now to the Dodgers. I think it was like 5-3 to three or something like that. They're losing to the Dodgers, who are fucking insane. But, yeah, Josh Bell, dude. 21 home runs, 72 ribbies, batting 261. You know, ugh. I look at the Pirates, dude. They just look average. 
You know, they just look like an average team. And that's what the record reflects. A little bit under 500. You know, they're 14th in home runs in the NL. Batting average is 12. But they have some solid parts. I mean, but they still needed like a guy. And then you look at their pitching. Everyone's ERA is over four besides Ivan Nova, and he's 11 and 10. Garrett Cole's 10 and 8. Chad Cole, he has a 452 ERA. I mean, it's like they're just, they're ERA 7th in the NL, though. I mean, they're just, they're just mediocre. They just don't, just don't do enough. Bob Nutting doesn't care. They could totally spend 30, they could totally overpay a bit. They can spend like 30 million more dollars. They could have gone to Jay Bruce, like I was saying, somebody like that to come in late season, energize the clubhouse, energize the fan base, get people buying tickets. Like if they got a guy like Jay Bruce, I'd be like, oh shit, the Pirates are in. You know, I'm going to spend money, go to a game, you know? But it's like just seeing them do nothing, just get bums or just dump salary. I just, I don't know. I'm just voting. I'm voting with my wallet. I haven't gone to a game since April. So, I don't know. That's how many Pirate fans must feel. And uh, that was it. I think that was a good recap of everything I wanted to talk about. And about, uh, this is almost at 15 minutes. So, yeah, I have attached here. It's an interview with Chucky Nugget, creator of Yeezer, the mashup album of Kanye West. And Weezer from back in uh, 2015. I interview him with my man Ben Lex. And, uh, you know, that's it. It's the podcast for this week. Stoochcast, Protector of the Inns, Episode 3, What Up? That's it. That's all she wrote. Uh, we'll just see how this goes. All right, goodbye. All right, here. Stoochcast here, Protector of the Inns. This is episode. I got a very special guest here with me today, Mr. Chucky Nugget. What's up? Uh, co-hosting here with me is Mr. Ben Lex from the previous podcast. Ben, say what's up. Yes, it's good to be back, man. All right, so I will be talking to my main man here, Mr. Alex, Chucky Nugget, Hodawanic, the creator. The, we'll be, uh, you know, celebrating Yeezer two-year anniversary coming up, deluxe, super yeah. deluxe edition. That's not happening. <laughs> okay. Mega Platinum D, I don't know. The Legendary release. mashup. The the biggest mashup since Grey Album by uh, Danger Mouse. Look where he's at now, if you know Danger Mouse kids. That's true. He's a pretty big guy. So, yeah, he's uh, producing mediocre albums for Black Sea. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> and you too. One of my favorite bands. Oh, cool. Yeah, so, I you know. Met. Yeah, you know, he's he's been around. But, yeah, yeah. so Alex, tell us, like, how, you know, how did it came to be? How did user came to be? Just, like, tell the story. From. Just, just <laughs> I think it's actually, this is the place to talk about because I think it was your. I honestly don't recall. Like, you know, I was was probably just shouting out shit like Tourette's guy. And then uh, I can't believe one of those things actually stuck in your head. I mean, that's pretty accurate. I mean, there's a lot of things that used to stick in my head. Yeah, dude. I I can name several things you've said, like, today that are going to stick in my head. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Um, But regardless, (laughs) I don't know. I just, I don't know. When I, like, was about to graduate high school. I listened to uh, Weezer a lot to the point where I remember I burned the CD for your car, Stooch, because I didn't want to listen to Pitbull anymore. That's true. Uh, and, uh, when we were listening to the album, uh, you asked who it was, and I said Weezer, and then you took this pregnant pause, and then you said Yeezer. I guess it's some kind of like combination of Jesus <laughs> and Weezer. And I was like, you know, there's something there. <laughs> I think I remember it being in a car. I thought it was on like a bus or something. No, it was, it was in your car, like in front of my house. I distinctly remember. I remember the day vividly. And that's when you played the. Uh, that was the Pinkerton album. That's Pinkerton. Yes, yes. yes. You. Yeah. I remember hearing Easier for the first time in high school, man. 
I remember driving up to the high school and you ex- and you telling me that story. You were like, <laughs> you're like, yeah, just one day Stooch said Yeezer, and so I made this, and then you put on uh, Beverly Hills remix. Yeah. Well, no, that's that's not entirely true because uh, you're the one who actually got the ball rolling because I wanted to. I didn't know what songs to put together, and then you suggested putting Beverly Hills with "Through the Wire" because you said the tempo was matched like the closest closest of all the songs that oh, that's true. available. Yeah, so I guess this is like if there's a crew who mastermind user initially, they're all right here in this room at this podcast. Oh shit, dude! Yeah, it's true. That's fucking wild. Yeah, I think this first song I played, "Power Say It Ain't So." Yeah, yeah, thing. that was yeah. it. Yeah. We're going to like band practice or something. And I remember at the end of it, I tried to, like incorporate a little bit too much into it. And I put a uh, like another song into it. I don't even remember what song it was in the end. And then like everyone was laughing. I was like, it's not supposed to be funny, so I changed it. So. <laughs> I don't, I don't even remember what it was, but I just remember, like, the reaction was laughter, and I was like, this is serious, so <laughs> I changed it. Well, yeah, I do, I remember that. We, th- I think we just thought it was funny. I mean, it, it is a funny idea, but... It's, yeah, it was, just, it was just funny in the fact that, like, that actually worked. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But it was more of, like, I mean, it didn't matter, it still wasn't, like, I mean, it turned out obviously better regardless, but... Yeah. Yeah. Alex, dude, I still got to give all credit to you, man, because, like, you just put all the grunt work in and, like, the yeah. hours, and you're just figuring it all out, and it's just, I don't know. I still think that's just amazing to be able to do that and to oh, make it sound, you. like, make mashups that sound so good. I think, thank like, you. the best, like, there's just songs on there that are, like, oh, like American Island with Estelle, mm-hmm. you know? It's, yeah, like, a great... Beat Estelle. Yeah. Beat Estelle. That's just a great track. That's just something great thank to you. bump in your car. And, like, they, they just, like... T- you know, I'm just looking like, and they say it ain't so. Other, you know, yeah, yeah, songs like that. I mean, they're just great. You Thank know. you. Um, yeah, no, those are. I definitely think those are two like, at the prominent songs. I guess people still like talk about them, and like, I still get like, when people mention it, they usually mention those two songs. I don't know. They just kind of worked out the way they did. Uh, most of most of the songs I feel like people like the most are ones just kind of like worked out by dumb luck, and the ones I really like. I guess put the grunt work into like you were saying were the ones that like most people don't give a shit about or like are kind of ambivalent towards which is I, don't know, I think that's like a good summary of all like creative endeavors is just like the stuff you personally like the most or the stuff that you put the most work into is usually the stuff people just kind of gloss over and some more just like instantaneous or just yeah. like, obvious ideas that really like connect to people for whatever reason yeah so moral don't try ever <laughs> So it's like basically what you did is you just went on Reddit one day and you just posted like like how many times did you post that album like get the word out like just twice on like a subreddit for mashups like, I think well yeah okay so this is kind of a little backstory I think I like allude to occasionally I when I first made user it sucked it was horrible um it like I put it on Reddit and literally no one gave a shit about it it just got like lost in the traffic or whatever yeah and then like a year later. I redid the entire project like the week before uh, school started, and that's the version that everyone's heard. The yeah. original version, just don't listen to it. It's not good. I mean, the new version's not good, but the old version's even worse. <laughs> so, yeah. Then when I put that version, the new version on Reddit, um, I think I put it on the Weezer separate. I think was the first separate. I don't remember. Um, and then from there, it just kind of like the wheels turned in the right way. I guess. Yeah, it just like it just totally blew up. I think I remember it was like October, like 
fourth or fifth or something you posted within like days it just blew up like i remember it was just blowing up like the user fan like the weezer fan, uh page on facebook they even put yeah. made, made a reference to it and that what the kanye like what did they say was kanye kind of just like kanye probably definitely like heard about it i don't know if you or, heard about it um i never heard anything about kanye uh even weezer um i don't know like the the fan like whoever runs their social media heard about it and obviously liked enough to share it yeah but I actually don't know if the band is like yeah. huge on it or not. I've okay. heard like conflicting things. People always like cite for every reason that Rivers Cuomo has heard it and he likes it, but I've never heard that he actually did. Well, Ben was telling me in like the other, in another podcast that Rivers Cuomo said he tweeted out like a month ago. He's just like listening to a lot of Kanye. Oh like, yeah, I saw there that. There you too. go. So, yeah, <laughs> I saw it too. That was so fucking. So it weird, took him yeah. two years to like kind of yeah. swallow the pride a little. Yeah. Bit. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, I definitely saw that. Yeah, that was that was interesting. Yeah, it was yeah. good ass time, man. Um, but uh, your those songs that like there's that are still good today for me. I mean, I personally think it's all good, but like the the songs that you mentioned earlier that just stick out the most, like you just really captured something. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's something to be said for that. That like just the simplicity of it, you captured something that most people don't capture that kind of simplicity and that like magic in the music that you found which i don't know i think it's one of those things that like people are gonna like cite this as like a inspiration for other mashups yeah Yeah. um i mean i guess it's happened already in the sense that people have like mentioned it in passing as like something they listen to or like whenever the two are usually mentioned together kanye or weezer if they pop up usually there's someone who like mentions the mashup or whatever but i think in general the whole like idea of like mashup albums isn't really as prominent or as like important as it used to be um which is why in a weird way i think kind of user was as big as it was was just because no one's really doing that anymore it kind of like revitalized that scene for a little bit and i'd argue the reason why mainly is just because the whole idea of like releasing like acapellas or like vocal tracks like by themselves the new songs doesn't really happen anymore. I don't know why. It just isn't really a thing anymore. So you can't really mash up new artists anymore. So, like, people, like, ask to do, like, oh, you should do, like, a like a mashup of, like, little Uzi Vert or, like, um, you know, more, like, newer rappers. And, it's like, if I could, I would. But, literally, that stuff just isn't available to the public anymore. Yeah, like, acapellas and yeah. that type of thing. Yeah. Which is why I think it says a lot about Kanye and Weezer as, like, influence and like popularity where i mean when connie first came out like acapellas are still a thing right yeah and now they're not but connie's just as popular as he was back then so you could still you know use his old material and people still know what it is or still care about it but yeah. if you used like i don't know like a fucking ll cool j like mashup <laughs> i don't think people would be really as interested l cool j this is gonna be the greatest grammy moment yeah. ever man For another sure. classic grammy moment I miss when LL Cool J used to host the Grammys, but that's uh. Do you, does he not host it anymore? I don't know. He might still. Do I think it. he still hosts. Wait a minute. I mean, there's not really much to host. I don't. I don't ever fucking got that. I think it's like the Oscars too. They have a host, and it's uh, they really just kind of like step out occasionally, and then there's like sub hosts and people who like introduce the awards and like things. Yeah. What's the fucking point of the host? But um, just taking it back to user, I think like what helped make that project you know real popular, what helped get a discussion about it is I think it got a real like it got a good polarizing like response. I yeah. think people liked it, and then a lot of people didn't like it because a lot of Weezer fans were like, oh, Kanye West, shitty yeah. rapper. I think like you know they were like those typical like rock fans were like mm-hmm. you know 
rap is crap, rock is, you know, I yeah, love which cock is right, rock. Which is correct. Yeah. Rock is cock. I think yeah. Kanye fans were, like, much more willing rock to, like... Sock. No, I think Kanye fans were much more willing to just listen to it and give it a chance because they just, you know, they understand, like, sampling and, like, yeah. getting that. I think oh, Kanye yeah, fans sure. were really accepting and liking it. And I think, you know, a typical Weezer fan, like, they just would have been pissed because, you know, when they think yeah. of Kanye, they think, oh, he interrupted Taylor Swift yeah, and said true. George Bush, you know, didn't care and, you know, all that. Yeah, no, you're, like, absolutely right about that. Like, yeah. I feel like most people who were Kanye fans who listened to it, the reaction was usually, like, I've never heard of Weezer before, but now I like, want to listen to them. Yeah. And then, meanwhile, Weezer fans were like, fuck Kanye. Like, you've turned, like, this like, yeah. beautiful music into, like, <laughs> shit. And it's like, yes, I have, but also, I mean, like, it's not that big of a deal. I mean, it's just music. Yeah, exactly. It's not like the, the Weezer discography has, like, now retroactively changed because of that. I don't yeah. get the, like, the the hatred towards it, but you're right. Like, a lot of people were very polarized on it. It, uh, it helped make uh, Weezer, you know, relevant a bit. Yeah, you know? I mean, it kind <laughs> of for a little like, bit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, it's, like I was saying earlier, it did kind of come at the right time where, like, I, I forget that, like, when the album came out, it was before Life of Pablo was even announced or even, like, was an official thing yet. And Weezer had just, was just about to release a new album, too. So I think both camps were kind of excited for a any kind of new project. That's also a good point. Yeah, they were kind of, like, searching. Yeah. And then they found, like, they heard Yeezy and they were kind of like, what's this? Yeah, you know, they like were, a, that's also a good point. Now. Yeah, that's also another great point. What do you guys say to people who just vehemently hate Kanye? Like, have you ever been in a conversation with yeah. someone, and they're and they're like, "Oh, you like Kanye West? Oh, he's a dick." <laughs> like, what do you say to something like that? I say, "Yeah, I agree. He's a gay fish." <laughs> the thing about the gay fish joke is, it's still funny. You know, yeah. it's only been like ten years, and it still makes me yeah. crack up laughing. I don't know. I like at this point, like, I feel like most Kanye haters eventually turn around i think at least like yeah they actually listen to yeah it and for like, a little bit yeah for the most part i think most music fans unless they're just really really fucking set in their ways if they actually like music at some point they will be like i don't like kanye but i like this song or i don't like his personality but i like his music and i feel like that opinion kind of like shifts like every couple of years Usually when a new album comes out, people are like, oh, yeah, I actually don't like Kanye as a person, but I like his music. And then you give it, like, six months and Kanye does something even more, like, stupid. insane and stupid. <laughs> and then, like, the public opinion kind of, like, shifts around again. Yeah. But I think we're going back into the, like, Kanye is cool again mode, so. Yeah. I mean, I know, I, like, people I'll talk to, they'll just be classic rock fans, you know. Rock is number one. Rock's the best. And I'll just always bring up how, you know, their favorite rock and roll, you know, singers, like, say an Axl Rose or something like that, Guns N' Roses. I'm like, he's an asshole, too. Like, look at the shit he did. He'd cancel concerts for no reason. Yeah. He'd start bitching, moaning, complaining. But you like his music, but you won't, like, give Kanye West a chance, you know? I'm just kind of like, you know, just listen to it. Actually, like, give it a shot. You know, I just think a lot of people just don't listen to the music or, like, the albums. I think they just look at Kanye's public persona, as you were saying, and they, you know, they're set in their ways. But I was just saying how, like... I guess you could say, like, Kanye, you know, they'll agree... We'll say, like, an Axl Rose or something like that is a great, you know, yeah. terrific artist. And he's, like, an asshole. But, like, when Kanye's an asshole, it's, oh, that's the worst. Yeah, you know, yeah, how could you be weird. like that? Like, a lot of rock stars are assholes. Like, do you see, like, the, how also, those people act? It's a weird double standard, for sure. It's weird how the people who hate Kanye will, like, keep up with that, with the stupid celebrity gossip and news just yeah. to see what he's up to. And it's like, don't you, don't you understand, like, he's winning now. Yeah. Now that you, like, care about that. I don't know. Somebody who hates 
who like told I was wearing my Kanye West shirt and somebody told me they hated Kanye. Um, you know, because my shirt reminded them of, of how much hatred, they hate. Yeah. yeah, and they were like, "Don't you know he he's suing? He's getting sued for fifty million dollars, <laughs> but he's suing some company for two million dollars." <laughs> So he's trying, and they just explained to me the math thing, and it was like, he's trying to pay off $2 million. But it's like, I didn't know about that yeah. story until you told me that, and I like Kanye. Yeah, I was about to say the same thing. I feel like the haters know more about Kanye than I do, honestly. Yeah. Like, they read so much fucking weird tabloid news and gossip about yeah. it. And it's like, I don't know, I don't really care that much about it. And like, I feel like I know like an embarrassing amount of Kanye, like, trivia and information, but... Jesus Christ, people know so much more. It's fucking nuts. Well, it, it's it's to me it's insane that news fucking, I don't know what to call them, like stations or just fucking journalists keep up with these people. They keep up with Kanye West and the Kardashians so much. It just seems like insane to me that they're still this popular in, in yeah. the news. It doesn't even matter how popular they are, honestly. At this point, I feel like it's just like a weird like obsession because like you think about like an artist like Drake or someone who I would argue at this point in time is probably more popular than Kanye is. Do you think than Kanye ever was, uh, mm. Drake? Eh. I don't know. That's hard to say. Yeah. Probably equal, if that. I mean, I don't have, like, the numbers. And I feel like if, like, I speak out of turn, then, like, people immediately like, will crucify you for it, saying, oh, no, Kanye was definitely more popular. Than like, but I feel like Drake's been big since, like, it seems like since, like, 2011. It's but if you're a hip-hop fan, though, so it's different. I feel like in terms of, like, pop stations, I feel like with Drake... You know, like, one dance, I think that really, like... That was his first number one. It took him forever to get a yeah. f- number one. You know and I, I would mean? argue... Well, before before we get into that, I, just, I was just going to say, with Drake, like, I don't really feel tabloid... <clears throat> see tabloid news, like, as prominent. And I don't know if that's just because, like, Drake's persona is, like, very, like, more introverted and, like, low-key. Or if it's yeah. just, like... There's just this weird fascination with, like, Kanye because he's such, like, a wild person. But, like, going into your, like, Drake, like, popularity point, like, it's weird because I feel like... Until Hotline Bling came out, you could realistically be a music fan or like a like a have knowledge of Drake and not really know any Drake songs. Like I feel like Drake's like music is weird. He's I feel like he's almost more of an album artist than like a singles artist, which I feel like is kind of like intuitive to like a lot of people say about uh, Drake as a rapper. Yeah, but I honestly don't feel like there's like. Like, even One Dance, I don't feel like is like, an iconic song where, like, you yeah, know, yeah. everyone knows it, everyone loves it. It's just, like, yeah, it's it was just there. there just to fill yeah. the void. Where I feel like songs like Stronger and Gold Digger oh, yeah. to Everyone's this day like, are still, like, yeah. they're bigger. Yeah, they're bigger, honestly, than the artist even is. Like, Stronger, like, you still play it. Like, it still get, like a, like, a huge reception at like a club or something. But if you play it, like... I don't know. Like, if you play a lot of Drake songs, they already are, like, outdated. Yeah, so. they do get dated. Like, Drake drops a lot of hits, but it just seems like they don't seem to stand the test of time. And I guess, you know, that's only to, you know, we'll find, I have to guess find out, you know, five, ten years from now if they really do. But, like, Drake just keeps dropping so much shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's constantly, like, giving song after song after song. I think he had, like, hits for, he had, like, he had a song on Billboard Hot 100 for, like, what, eight years? Yeah, Did that yeah, streak so end, like or is it, like, yeah, I, it was, like, ten years, something like that? I think like it's that. about to end, but yeah. I don't know. You guys think they ever play "Lose Yourself" by Eminem in the club? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Everyone just, you know, takes their pants off and starts, you know, would you like jerking fucking... themselves off? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. If if I heard "Lose Yourself" like in a dance club or like at a bar while I was out, I would lose my fucking mind. You would lose yourself. I would in the music, the moment. I pull out a Paul Mall cigarette and start smoking <laughs> it. 
Do you like Lose Yourself, like, as a song? Because I, I remember there's a point in my life where I listened to it almost every day. I mean, I, I like it enough, but I don't listen to it every day. I don't I listen mean, to it every I never day either. Let the record show, I don't listen to it every day anymore. <laughs> I think... I, God. I think Lose Yourself, it's just like, it's, it's, it stood the test of time. You know, it's like one of those songs, you hear that like sporting events and things like that. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like everyone knows it. You know what I mean? It's just like, I don't know. Like, that's like the big debate with Eminem. Like, does he have club hits? Isn't that like a debate? You know? Yeah. Like, I mean, and, you know what I mean? Like, Eminem, most of his songs honestly sound fucking like, I don't know. I was a huge Eminem fan back in like high school, but Eminem's, a lot of his songs do not sound good like anymore. Like, they do, yeah. they sound very outdated and just like, yeah, especially, like, like that first album. Yeah, yeah, like, it was, it's weird how in high school they still sounded cool, you know? Yeah, I know, <laughs> I know. You looked past, I guess, like, the glaring, like, faults, like, just, like, the beat selection is always fucking yeah. weird. But, would you, would you argue Lose Yourself is the biggest, like, hip-hop song of all time? Mm, yeah, that's... What's the... bigger? And I, I'm not saying that because I'm, like, trying to, like, yeah. argue with it. I just honestly can't think right now, like, in this moment, what is bigger than Lose it, Yourself. Lose Yourself, to me, like, you could play that like, in a stadium the same way you could play Don't Stop Believing, mm -hmm. you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah sure. it has, like, that same just But, like, impact. there's no, there's not even a Kanye song you can play like that. Yeah, exactly. Know? I mean, it's just still, like, too polarizing, and, like, Eminem, like, it's weird how Eminem has went, like, from being, like, one of the most controversial artists of all time. He's, like, beloved. Like, yeah, he's and just, he's just uni like, yeah. universally beloved. That's because he took that hiatus, you know? I guess, I mean, really he, like, slow. left, like, when Encore came out, it was, like, a shitty album, Let's, yeah. you know? And then he just... You know, he was what, fucked you don't up. Like, you don't like, uh... uh fack. Yeah, he's back <laughs> and, uh... I love that. Wait, I have a funny story about Fack. 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 One time, uh, me and our mutual friend, Chris Syak, um... Shout out Chris Syak. Yeah. No names. Yeah, sorry, you'll have to censor this afterwards. <laughs> um... Greg Syak. Yeah, me... <laughs> We're coming for you, buddy. We went to FYE one time. And Chris asked me if I liked Eminem, and I said yes. And he was like, okay, because I want, like, some new albums for my car to listen to. So he bought the uh, greatest hits of the Eminem, like, curtain call, I think it's called. Yeah. And then he bought it, and we went to the car, and the first song in the album's back. And I remember <laughs> just feeling so disappointed in myself for letting Chris, like, buy this album and like, telling Chris I liked Eminem as we just silently rode home just listening to fucking Fack. No one said anything. No one laughed. So that was the first song on that greatest hits yes. album. Why was that just to like fuck with people? The fuck with people. Yeah, I think it was clear to fuck with people because you have to like think at least in that time frame. Like, yeah, um, everyone fucking knew who Eminem was. So if you're buying the greatest hits album, like you could, he could literally have put fucking anything, and he did, and like it'd still like be popular and huge. And I think it was really just like a what can I get away with at this point? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I didn't know that about that. Yeah, that's the first song of the album. so <laughs> fucking funny. He just put a bunch of stupid songs. Yeah, the first half of the album is honestly, like, the worst songs, honestly. Well, that makes sense, because there's that song, When I'm Gone, that's on Yeah, there. it's, like, the last song of the album, I think. That's, like, yeah, an it's... anthem, you know, stuff like that. Mockingbird. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. know. It just has, like, songs that are just, like, anthems. Yeah, if you listen to that album, and if you're, like, first time being introduced to Eminem, it's through that album, it's a very bad, like, first introduction, only because, like, it goes from fucking Fact to, I think, Stan, which is probably, in my opinion, like, his best, if not one of his best songs. Yeah. But such a fucking weird, like, trade-off where you get, like, the, the dribble in your ass song, and mm -hmm. it goes into this, like, eight-minute long, like, story about, you know, like, obsession. It just, it's such a weird contrast. Yeah. I don't feel like you'd entirely, like, resonate with either song if you heard them just back-to-back -back for the first time like that. I yeah. have my salsa on that album. My salsa? Yeah, yeah that's never coming out. When, my salsa! He said it was coming out, and I'm still waiting for it. I think Eminem's so, like, 
what you were saying about him being like beloved now i think it's because he took that hiatus he took a break and then he came back and it's like he switched over to like pop you know what i mean not afraid like inspirational like do you think he sold songs. out yeah i think in a way but he, yeah he came back with uh, what re- it was relapse yeah with uh relapse and then recovery with uh not afraid and uh love the way love you lie like those like yeah it was, became more poppy yeah yeah but i don't know it's weird to say because it's like how could eminem have really ever sold out if if he was always a big star you know what i mean like True. I guess at that point you're just arguing semantics, but like I mean, it's not like Eminem didn't have hits before. He wasn't like already one of the best selling artists. So yeah, it's weird to say like he definitely sold out now, but I mean like the music, I'd argue he's probably different now. I don't know. Like, what do you think makes him just you know made him controversial? To just do you think it just got old? Like, I guess just whatever his yeah, I mean, like, like people were used to it. It's not the end of the world. I mean, like since Eminem, like. When Eminem was coming on the scene, everyone's like, "Oh God, you know this could be it." I mean, the and irony like, of it being is that like Eminem is still like. I think controversial to, like, a certain group of people. Like, I mean, like, the the homophobia is kind of weird in this day and age to hear just, like, him using, like, you know, like, homophobic slurs so, like, liberally and, like, freely. Yeah. And, like, people are still upset about it. Like, I, every time there's a new Eminem song, like, people still, like, complain about it constantly. Like, it's just, I feel like the prevailing opinion is, who cares? Yeah. In a weird way. I don't know. If it's not, like, that's not the right attitude maybe to have, but, like, I really think it's just, like, at this point, like, his legacy has, like, superseded any kind of, like, yeah. minute Twitter controversy he'll have. Yeah. He, he's kind of so set in his ways, I think, as a musician, as a rapper, that it's just, like, you kind of expect that out of him. Yeah, he's, like, an old guy, like, your grandpa, like, oh, it's yeah. Eminem, yeah, it's from a different right. time, he's <laughs> racist, either. he's just, like, sexist. <laughs> And he never, like, tours either, you know? He rarely yeah. does any of that. So I think it's, like, he knows how to, like, he knows, like, when to show up and when to leave, you know what I mean? Yeah. He kind of, like, it's, like, one of those laws of power, you know what I'm yeah, saying? It's, weird. like, when you limit your exposure, you know, you kind of get more respect for a claim. Yeah, I think that's what Eminem's done. Like, he's just, like, I'm on tour. When I tour, it'll be in, like, Detroit and, like, two other cities. And that's what he does. And it'll be in a stadium, and I'm going to make, like, $10 million from, like, two shows. Yeah, yeah, because that's what And it's really did, pretty he? smart yeah. of him. Yeah, it's, like, what he's done. Like, Didn't he one time, like, do a tour, like, in Australia only with fucking Odd Future? Like, what a weird, like... <laughs> yeah, they were his, like, warm-up guy. Well, yeah. probably because he relate. Probably because, like, when Tyler Creator came out, they were all giving, you know, him oh, yeah, shit I mean, like, for homophobic slurs and just, like, you know, occultism and, like, you know. Oh, I mean, if you follow, like, Tyler back in, like, 2011, 2012, like, literally all he'd fucking talk about on Twitter was uh, how much he liked uh, Relapse. That was, like, his favorite album of all time. Yeah, so, and he like, loved, yeah, he loved Eminem. Yeah, like, yeah. So, that's probably... But it's still, like, a weird thing. I mean, like, Eminem's, like, the biggest rapper of all time in all the future. <laughs> like, most of those people haven't even, like, cracked, like, their 20s yet, and they're already, like, touring with Run the Jewels, I think, also opened for Eminem, didn't they? Once, I think on yeah, some show, I probably. think they, I think they did. I, I think Eminem was doing a show out in um, London, Wembley Stadium. And I think Run the Jewels was the opening act. Yeah, I mean that's the thing about like the whole like selling out statement. I guess now I'm thinking about it is like I don't know if he really ever sold out in the sense that like most of his featured artists, if he does have featured artists, are still just like usually just like no names or just like Detroit locals, and he usually like still represents the local scene a lot and like. For being as big as he is, I don't feel like he takes advantage of it as fully as he usually does, or as most celebrities would do in his situation. Yeah, but I think he's one of those people that definitely just deserves it. He, oh, de- yeah. he deserves the level that he's at right now. Like, despite, like, I don't like most of his new route. Like, even his, even Marshall Mathers LP2, when I, I listened to that recently, it just doesn't hold up at yeah, all. Yeah, for sure. Like, it's just not good. I just don't like it. <laughs> I but, agree. 
I just gotta respect his whole like career, man. Like it's like you said, it's just that fucking legacy. Like he he's just a he's just one of the legendary rappers. Yeah. Also, Eminem, like Viper the rapper. <laughs> Eminem performed with Run the Jewels and Danny Brown, and this was uh yeah, this is Thursday, the twenty fourth of August, twenty seventeen, in Glasgow. So they're playing like Wait, a they're park. Coming, so it's coming up. Yeah. So. You know, scratch that. Go, yeah. Uh, yeah, we should totally go. We should Glasgow. catch a plane. Yeah. Glasgow, that's in, you know, Scotland, bro. Yeah. Scotland. Sean Connery, you know? <laughs> yeah. Sean like, Connery. Sean, you think he'll make a cameo? He'll appear during the show? Sean Connery? Is like Sean that? Connery alive still? Yes, he is. He's still alive. That's cool. I think they got a wheelchair of men, you know, uh-huh. give him the, you know, the geezer treatment, but uh, I, think geezer. <laughs> I think it'll be good. I think it'll be good. geezer treatment. Have you ever seen that video of George H.W. Bush getting wheeled out on into the football stadium yeah to do the coin flip for like the super bowl or something yeah and he just, just looked like he just shit himself and he doesn't want to be there he just looks like <laughs> just not well in that wheelchair i mean i'm sure he wasn't well he, yeah but he's, he's in a wheelchair george hw bush is a baller though he was a war hero i think he was like flying planes and shit and like the uh pacific i think his plane got you know shot and while he was like crashing down i think he shot like two japanese planes and he like i don't know he did something to save his boys or something and they yeah, just save his boys they parachuted they par- you know did like the parachute into the pacific yeah, i'm sick. telling the story you know as best as i can do you think george h bush listens to eminem <laughs> uh he probably let's bring it all together do you think he's ever listened to Eminem, and what do you think his opinion? Well, be? I don't know about HW, but W definitely listens. W definitely does. Doesn't w, don't they hate each other? Isn't that like back in like 2004? Like oh, they had beef. Oh, yeah, they had yeah, beef. Man. Yeah, <laughs> I bet, man. Yeah, he it? wished that the president was dead. Was yeah. dead. Yeah, it was one of his best lines. Was it something about like? Uh, I don't want dead presidents. I'd rather see the president dead. And then they censored that. Yeah, they censored. That's the one, like, I think, thing about Eminem that really, like, is weird and, like, probably the only artist I've ever seen this happen, where even on his, like, explicit albums, they still censor some of the thing because it's so just fucking outrageously, like, not okay. Yeah, like the stuff on, you know, Kim. Yeah, well, <laughs> well not even that, but there's, like, lines in uh, the Marshall Matters LP about, like, Columbine. And, oh, like, yeah. You but then he got this... mind, Columbine literally happened, like, Five months before the album came out, like yeah. it was still like really fucking raw, like yeah, very very. Well, they did that on uh, Wolf by Tyler. They remember that song Pigs. Yeah, there's a part in it where he like the line is like crash a couple and then they censor. Oh yeah, wow. I'm... It's pretty weird, but like they kept. I I don't know. Maybe that was on purpose, but still, it sounded like they like censored something on yeah. that album. And I think they might have done that on an Earl's album. Like, I feel like they probably. Did. I think he brought up brought it back though in Rap God. He said that verse is Rap yeah, God. Yeah, yeah, it was That's like very self. Rap God, which was a big hit. It's Rap horrible, God, horrible film. I I think it's just very self aware. <laughs> I think it's yeah. Rap God was that was just bad. It's just like it was just tapping on a piano. It's not really a song. It's, it's more just like, like I'm beginning just, just right from the get go. It was just bad. I'm beginning to feel like a rap god. It's you know, crazy because like, like he's only beginning to feel like one. <laughs> yeah. So like in 2013, uh, you didn't felt like that 15 years ago. No weird sentiment to have, regardless. And Samalama Dumalama. <laughs> that was his rap god mode. That was him in his hyper form. But, like, that gives you the right to just say... Samalama yeah, Dumalama. Yeah, exactly. Ben, you don't understand. That was, like, 20 words he just said. Uh, Samalama Dumalama. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever, like, attempt to learn those words? Or, like, I think we were too old at that point. But, like, I definitely, like, know kids in high school who, like... That's when, like, one of their special talents or tricks was they could rap the, like, fast burn rap god. And it's like, that's awesome. I mean, I, tr- I think I tried to learn it. I think one time... 
I think it might have been on like some like band field trip. I tried to learn it, to, and I kept practicing. <laughs> to impress someone? Like... No, like impress you. Yeah. Because like you and whoever was, else was rooming with me, I thought it would be funny. You know what? I'm gonna remember that. I'm thinking about it. And I, I, I just remember do someone it. telling me they like knew it and they tried it. Oh, I think I told you I knew it, but I didn't really. Yeah. You were still warming up. Yeah. I'm gonna start using the rap god. Uh, verse in interviews if people hire me. What I, you know, verse? Like, like the verse, like the one who's like, ah, Shamalaba Dumala. I think that'll impress them, right? I, I'm a smooth talker. I think like, I where are your greatest strengths? I can rap the fast I, part and rap. rap God. Yeah, you know, I think just give it a shot. Because <laughs> I haven't, you know, no one's, you know, no one's, no one's back. tried. No one's it. called no one's back and attempted it. I think I'm going to add that to my resume on Zip Recruiter. <laughs> on Zip can, Recruiter. Can rap the fast part of Rap God. <laughs> they'll be like what does that mean i'll be like look it up for yourself boy i'm just gonna say right now though that part actually kind of pisses me off because i don't know if you guys can hear this but there's a part in that fast part where he clearly does a second take like where like they yeah. like, splice the two takes together i, I heard <laughs> that part too and it was like what's it always point? sticks out yeah i know so it's like it's not that impressive and it's not it's not fair to anyone who tries to rap along to it because if he can't do it even on the studio recording then like what hope do we have us mere rap mortals you know what has anyone ever seen him do it live I think he does do it live. I remember, like, when the album came out, he did a uh, he did a YouTube concert, and uh, which really, I think, like, summarizes the like huh? fan base of of Eminem at the time. And he did like a YouTube concert, and I feel like everyone was kind of thinking he would not do Rap God. And I think he did do the entire song, and he did like was it bad? I don't think pretty so. I think he it. actually like, did a pretty like good job on it. Like all fairs, I mean, like most rap concerts aren't like a shining example of like showmanship, but. Hey, good for M. You know, yeah. he did it. Yeah, good for Marshall. Good for Marshall. I remember, uh, I remember being told before I listened to Eminem, uh, someone said, "I'm not a fan of Eminem. I'm a fan of Marshall Matters." And I'm like, "That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard." <laughs> did you immediately kill that person? Yeah. He likes the person. He likes the person, not the character. It's just like it's some so dumb, pretentious thing to say. The thing about Eminem in general is like he's the most popular artist on the fucking planet. Everyone who's a fan of him pretends like he's like some obscure underground artist, or like only they understand the true story. And like I feel like I was like honestly part, one of those people. Yeah, I don't get why it's like everyone fucking knows who Marshall Matters is Eminem. Like yeah. you're not like intelligent or special. Even as a song, reads that. Yeah, literally. One he's of just songs. Marshall Mathers. He has two albums called Marshall Matters, and there's a song <laughs> called Marshall Matters. It's not that special if you know his name. All right, so today I went to Anthony's Full Fire Pizza. I can't decide. Like that might be my favorite pizza, like of all time. Mm. So, what do you? What would you say? Like, what's the best pizza you guys? Pizza Hut. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What's on near and dear to my heart? Uh, Picasso and K Town's pretty good. You like Angelia's? Like... Angelia's is good. It's a greasy spoon, but it's like good. Angelia's greasy. It's good. I love the Doughboys. Doughboys and McKee's Rocks. Oh, Doughboys uh, Dough Dough Island. A- Doughboys and Island Avenue. Yes, I would hit that up. Doughboys. Fox, it fucks yeah. heavily. It's I, dope. Got, I don't think I've had Doughboys. It's I got, Doughboys. Doughboys number one. The other night, I had the salad top pizza. From Doughboys. Like, is, I think it was from Doughboys. I forget exactly. They give you big portions for low prices. Like, you get the salad pie, and it's like like balsamic vinaigrette, uh, just white, like, shredded cheese, lettuce, tomatoes, onions. And, like, I think they have a little bit of, like, a tomato sauce on it but it's Wait, like is this on the pizza or? yeah and it's like not baked it's so fucking good like i can't mm. explain it's like it. a glorified sandwich honestly it pretty much is but like still fun fact about pittsburgh i think we have second most pizza places per capita i can I, believe that number yeah. one number one they gave to orlando 
Florida. I don't know. All I, don't I know, know is that Pitt, Ken- Pitts, Pittsburgh loves pizza. All I know is that Kenny Township has about like five restaurants, and three of them are pizza places. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, you could get pizza from Stroll Inn. You could get pizza. Yeah, Pizza Hut. And then no, the pizza other isn't two there, are uh, pharmacies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, there's not a lot. To Pharmacist will cook on. you up one, bro. I like pizza a lot, but I uh, I don't think I've had that many pizzas in comparison to most people. Yeah, I like a good sausage pizza. Good little chips. Yeah, bits cock of, lovers delight. The bits of, <laughs> the bits of sausage, bro. Ah, dick lovers delight. <laughs> And a veggie pizza, bro. You get those mushrooms, those peppers, bro. Grilled, yes. some chicken, maybe well, a little bit on there. Baked. I do like the like the relatively new trend of like artisan pizzas, like fancier yeah, I, pizzas. I do fuck with that. Yeah, where they kind of like, like the Blaze, like from, yeah. you know from LeBron. He's been pushing. I went the Blaze. It was all right. Yeah, we had one. We need some more like deep. Good. We need some more deep dish places. That's what I, I think. agree. I would love to get some deep. We dish. don't need no Chicago style. We just need Yinzer style deep dish. Yinzer style. That and a oh, cold. Style. A cold <laughs> Rolling Rock with the deep dish. I'm I'm just aiming right, for a, ro- a Rolling Rock with a deep dish. I just want a Rolling Rock sponsorship to get to like I I don't know how many it would take to get Rolling Rock to 1975. Exactly. Yeah. That's 1975 true. at Brew Through in Kennedy. Once we get 1975 views, you should email the link to Rolling Rock and say, hey, give us a sponsor. It was founded in 1939, so once I get to, like, 1939, I'll be like, hey. Hey, we're working our way. Yeah, hey. whichever comes first. Hey, and then I'll send them the secret code, 33. <laughs> yeah, what does that mean? I don't know. I don't know. We'd, we'd have to get, enough, we'd have to get a guest. blends of herbs and spices. Yeah, we have to get a guest that knows what 33 means. And if any of you listening to this podcast knows what 33 means, uh, you know my Twitter at the Stooch, at T H E S T U C H. Please DM me what thirty three means. You don't have I, to send it to me. I don't really care that much. You, I think it has something to do with the Freemasons. No, no, no. Shush, shush, shush. Wait, do you actually think it's something to do with the Freemasons? Yeah, yeah, I think it does I, too. I've heard that before. Are, yeah, what are Freemasons? And like, I, don't know, I, got I those, have a vague idea, but I, I don't want to like speak out of. They got those huts with like the Illuminati like scattered around. So they are Illuminati. Members. They're something they're like. like that. I want to be. I want to like see what's up there. They, you can join. It it's like a society of people that um. It is kind of like this new world order kind of. I don't know what to call it. Group, I guess. There, but like back in the day, that was like what. Pe- not back in the day, like hundreds of years ago. That's what people would consider like the Illuminati. I guess. Yeah. Is it like Shriners essentially? Kind of. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's like a, a less family friendly friendly version of the Shriners. We gotta much, get someone yeah. on here who knows about the Freemasons. We gotta a, get someone. Actually, we do know someone. That's a, true. We do. That's yeah. true. We do know. But um, there's, Wait, every time I go up yeah. to every time I go up to Punk the Pawnee to see the fam, there's like a spot in Catanning, like right in Catanning, when we're about to turn to go down to um, Pottsville or something like that. There's a Freemason like spot there, and it's just. It's always like nothing. It's, all, it's never busy there, but it's just it's the Freemasons got like the symbol or something like that. And I've always wondered. It's like what goes on. Well, this this question is for the K Town enthusiasts in the crowd. Uh, what the fuck is that building in the uh, like the giant eagle like plaza? You know what I'm talking about? That like unnamed building that has like a gate around. Yeah, it? I that, think that's DEA. DEA. I think it is. Yes. Oh, cool. I've heard that. I've heard it. it's DEA. But I don't know. It's for like sure. it's like um it's like an outpost. Yeah, it's it's definitely like. Dude, it's like an unmarked building, dude. Yeah, it's like it's... a giant concrete. It's pretty uh, secure, too. They got the fence and cameras everywhere. Like, I think it's like... Well, doing it's a definitely government. Job. Yeah, it's definitely government. Yeah, yeah they're doing a bad job considering I have hopped that fence. Yeah. <laughs> well, 
and smoked meth in their <laughs> parking lot. I just drive by, you know, on my way to Bob's Diner, and, you know, I'm just being like, oh, you know. Good view of the town, though. Yeah, I was it's a beautiful view of You get Pittsburgh. a view of the town right there. That's one of the perks of being DEA, a beautiful view of Pittsburgh. Stones throw away. It's like, there it is, the point, you know. There's yeah. the stadium. There's where the Steelers play. Steelers were playing tonight. First preseason game. Yeah, you missed the preseason. I watched. No, I watched just like a bit of it, dude. Like the guy we had playing quarterback wasn't Big Ben, but somebody else. He small Ben, small Ben, (laughs) young Ben. He wasn't doing that well. But our first round draft pick, T.J. Watt, two sacks in like the first half. So that's two sacks. Two sacks. Two sack Watt. Two sacks. Four. J.J. Watt's younger brother. He's gonna be killing it. Next new Kevin Green. All right, this podcast is like off the rails. Now we're huh? One sack. Never mind. Cut that part. Just um, like uh, like Lance, big Lance Armstrong. Yeah, you would be Armstrong. He only got one ball. Yeah. The Uniballer. Yeah. The Uniballer. They don't call him. They don't call him. They don't call him Lance Arms Armstrong. You know, they just call him Lance Arm. They call him Lance Ballstrong, not Ballstrong. That should have been, instead of live strong, the bracelet should have said ball strong. <laughs> ball so hard strong. Oh no, Alex, you've been working on any, like, new projects or anything, oh, we're going man? Back to this? Yeah, we're taking it back. I just want, you know, I'm just trying to plug you, man, because, you, you know, you work on a lot of yeah. graphic design. You've been saving all the good beats for yourself, man. That's true, that's a good You know, you're a busy guy, and, you know, you should. I don't know. I just record a lot of just odds and ends and just stupid stuff, and I just don't like it, so don't release it. Yeah. Honestly, it's a fucking miracle that user even came out. Like to this day, <laughs> I probably if I could, I'd probably change it all over again. I'd probably redo the entire project. <laughs> but you just have to like step back after a while. Yeah. I can't tell if it's just like I'm a perfectionist or I'm just really fucking like I don't know, like lazy and just super critical of myself and just nothing ever gets done really. It's like if I, if I'll be like I'll like do a either like do a song that I really like and I'm like this is amazing this is the best thing I've ever done yeah so then I'll just like listen to it like, 800 times in a row like literally like put it on loop and just listen to it like hundreds of times and after like the hundredth and third time I'll be like this song fucking sucks it's so boring I like and it's like well no duh because I just listened to it a hundred times so like I don't know it's like a self defeating attitude I tell you not to do that if you like make projects like one if you like compose music don't ever like engineer it yourself don't ever like mix it and like produce it yourself just compose it perform it and just give it to someone else to like you know put the studio polish on but uh, i do both and that's a mistake yeah you just get really fucking bored of everything yeah it just becomes like such like a a hard task do you ever get like inspired to like produce would you produce like something not hip-hop like a rock yes song or something you produce rock yeah um I, I installed this new uh, plug. This may be a little bit like just too techy to like really uh, relate, be relatable. But I installed this like new acoustic guitar, like virtual instrument plugin thing. So now I don't even know how to have to play guitar. I can just fucking like put That's this on. Awesome. It's really good. Like I, I've worked it out. Like because you can like mainly set like the like up strums and down strums and like. Oh really? Yeah, it's like a really impressive like uh, program. It's like all MIDI based too. That's pretty um, crazy. Yeah, so oh, I, yeah, you've shown me that before, and yeah. it sounds really it good. It sounds, like, perfect. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, so I've been using that. I was recording a lot of just, like, acoustic songs. I've been, like, trying to really get away from, like, my usual habits, which is just, like, make it all completely, like, drum-based and just, like, 
trying to like less is more almost just like put as few tracks and instruments in a song as possible and just like still make it stand up on its own so like you're leaning towards more like a minimalist kind of yeah perspective sure. yeah and it's hard because then like again this is kind of like techie but like it's just hard to get like it's sounding right i guess is like the simplest way to say it. it's just like there's so much you have to fucking learn when it comes to like producing music and i don't understand any of it still like and that's like the sad part i've been doing it for like at this point like probably like fucking seven or eight years and i still sound you thought like, it since like eighth grade bro yeah i know i still sound like a fucking amateur most of the time yeah dude i i have the same issue like i every day just i'm like overwhelmed by how much there is to learn yeah even just on guitar man like there is just days where i'm like man like i just don't have time to do all the shit i want to learn yeah and it's just like you get this habit of like to me i feel like i'm just in a habit of just sucking massive amounts of dicks you know (laughs) yeah like yeah it's a habit for sure i mean it's just like i i feel like i just don't ever learn enough you know and it's just like i want something that sounds a certain way but i just cannot for the life of me, get it to sound exactly the way I want it. It's just, there's so much shit to keep track of when it comes to sound and music. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It, especially music, because it's like, at this point, it's such a, like a competitive field, because so many people can do it now, because it's... Yeah, technology. Yeah, and just it's so easy to The accessibility, yeah. And it's so frustrating to fucking, like, go online and see people who are, like, five years younger than you are, who are, like, so much better at it than you are. Yeah. Because at that point, it's not just like, oh, well, you know, uh, this, like, 45-year-old guy is better at music than I am. Well, duh, because he's been doing it for so much longer. But then you see, like, someone who's, like, 19 years old who's, like, 100 times better than you. It's, like, so, like, I don't know, like, discomforting. And they say you shouldn't compare compare yourself to other people, especially in music. But then at the same time, like, you kind of have to because if you don't, then, like, you can't improve. I think the crazy thing with those DJs are, it's, like, I think um, Martin Garrix, he's, like, an EDM DJ. When he first came out with his hit, I think he had a hit song. He had a hit song called Animals. Yeah, he was, like, 17, 18. Yeah, he was, like, 17 or 18 when that song came out. That was a hit, and he was set. And, like, after that, he's been turning out, you know, EDM hits after EDM hits. And, like, EDM is probably, it's, like, EDM and hip-hop, you know? I mean, Steve Lacey is, like, 18 years old. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah, he's younger. He's, like, 17 or 18, yeah. But then you also got people like, what, David Guetta? He's like 45, 46. Yeah, I mean, you know what I mean? I don't think music has an age necessarily, but I guess my point is more so just like there's people who are a lot younger than we are right now who are a lot better than yeah. we are right now. Yeah. And that's just like Christ. Like it's like Yeah. It's you, like, will you ever even get to that level, much less like Yeah, you start to feel especially it's like you know, it's like when you're watching like sports drafts, you know what I mean? It's like I'm like like 22 and then yeah. like you hear about all these guys getting drafted in like the first round they're like 21 yeah and like mlb draft some of those guys are like 18 hockey players some of those guys are like 18 19 you're just like thinking like what am i doing with my life oh for <laughs> sure i know because it's like back in like high school and middle school i always thought like you know not that i was like advanced or anything but it was just like i feel like i was making i was on a like good track so to speak. yeah i was making good like i was a lot better at the things that i like doing than my peers there which is like yeah. arrogant to say just like it's how like it seemed and then once you, like, get out of high school and you, like, get into your 20s, yeah. and then you realize, like, you're not even as good as, like, your peers, how much less people are younger than you. It's, yeah. like, almost threatening. It's like, and it's, like, so quick, too, because it's, like, you're 14, you think, like, oh, you know, I got this, you know, I'm going to yeah. be some produ- producer, and then you try to, like, tr- you know, have, like, a trajectory. Like, yeah. by the time I'm, you know, like, 20, 21, you know, off something, and then it's, like, all of a sudden, like, you're 20, 21, nothing comes out, yeah. and then, like, Five years later than that, all of a sudden you're 25, you're kind of old, yeah, you know, in sure. the music industry, yeah, you know? Like, like, a lot of those rappers, too, they're, like, yeah. 18, 19, 20. 
Yeah, I know they're like a lot of those singers. Yeah, 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 for sure. People are just real young. I mean, when Kanye came out, I mean he was old. Kanye was yeah, older. he was like twenty seven. Yeah, Jay Z, yeah. he was like twenty six. Like they were older when they yeah. emerged. I think yeah. Eminem even lied about his age when he first came out. He like said he was like twenty four, but he was like really twenty seven when he like yeah came out. yeah. It is like a weird stigma against that, I guess. Yeah, like age. Yeah. If I do, you guys watch that. HBO documentaries, like, Defiant Ones. It was, like, no. Jimmy Iovine, Dr. Dre. It just showed, like, how they both... You know, Jimmy Iovine, he was in, like... He worked with rock bands. He was a producer for rock bands on various albums. Yeah. And then, um, like, Dr. Dre, obviously, how he, you know, came up with G-Funk and, like, was a big pioneer of hip-hop. And now they just yeah, eventually, like... Women. Yeah. True. That, that's true. Have you guys ever true. seen... Yeah, it's, like, you know, like, new meme. I don't know if it's, like, a new meme. But, like, every time someone fucking mentions John Lennon... Someone will always fucking bring up how John Lennon hit his wife. Like, every fucking, like, yeah. it's like clockwork. And it's like, all right, we fucking get it. John Lennon beat his wife. And you can't, like, have a discussion without yeah. someone talking about John Lennon fucking beating his wife. I think I remember bringing that up to somebody that was, like, a huge John Lennon fan yeah. that we know. And then, like, he was kind of just, like, shocked by that. He was like, what? Yeah, and, like, no, he was devastated. It was me, yeah. <laughs> But, um, yeah, back to, like, that. HBO documentary. I don't know. I just showed like how Jimmy Iovine and Dr. Dre, they just came up with Interscope Records and they just ended up, you know, developing beats and, you know, all those artists that came like with them and how they were yeah. able to become like basically like, you know, make a company that was worth what, $3 billion? Yeah. I mean, but I thought the documentary. Fuck. Yeah. The documentary was like good, but like, I don't know. Like, it's just like, I don't know. Something about it just seemed. What would you give it? What ranking would you give it? Ah, uh, what's, you know, what pitchfork rating would I give it? Yeah. yeah. What's, like, the official Stooge ranking? Yeah. The official, what's it... the ranking system for Stooge? We haven't discussed this yet. <laughs> How do we rank it by? Just, just cans, cans of Rolling Rock? Yeah. Out of thir- yeah. Out of Super, out of Steelers Super Bowls? Yeah. Yes, out of current Steelers Super Bowls. I'd give it, like, four Super Bowls out of six. Okay, I can respect that. Yeah. <laughs> That's a solid score. It was good, man. I liked it, you know. They had Bono on it, so cool. I was a fan of that. How long is the documentary? It was like four parts, and it was like an hour long. Yeah, that's the thing about documentaries. Like, four each part's an hour long. Or it can cover I missed the one, though, when they talked about Tupac and Biggie in, like, the 90s. You know, just, like, the hip-hop rivalry and Dre being a part of that. So I, I missed that part. That probably would have been the best part to I'm see. I'm going to say this, and this might be controversial, but I don't give a shit about Tupac. Or yeah. Well, Not that I don't give a shit about them, but I just, I don't think their music has aged as well as people make it seem like. And, like, we were talking about, like, earlier with the whole Drake thing. I feel like most people who, like, talk about how Tupac's the greatest rapper of all time, most people don't even know any Tupac songs. Like, I don't <laughs> think there's a single Tupac song besides, like, maybe... California, uh, California Love. Love. Yeah, which is... Changes? Very, yeah, I guess Changes. But, like, even generally, I don't feel those songs are, like, as, like, universally, like, acclaimed or adored or, like, known in the same level that Tupac is known, you know, like... I feel like more people probably know Tupac as a person than they know him as a musician, just in the sense that, like, you, you could think about, like, yeah. I don't know, like, just the random fucking, like, band, like, Queen, like, you could name, like, I feel like people who weren't even fans of Queen could name, like, at least, like, three or four songs by the band, but if you ask me to name, like, three or four songs by Tupac or Biggie, who are, like, supposedly the biggest rappers of all time, I would have a hard time, and I don't know if that's just me, like, showing my age, or if that's just, like, I feel like people who are, like, fans of 90s hip-hop, yeah. not overrating, but kind of overstating how influential they are to kids today. Yeah. 
Maybe I mean, not to musicians, but to like a general like radio listening population. Yeah, and I think it's obviously like their unsolved murders play a huge oh, part, yeah, and like sure. the legacy. You know what I mean? It's like had Biggie and uh, Tupac lived. It's like Biggie would have become like a mogul, you know, like hip hop mogul. Yeah. You know, like Jay Z and Diddy, and then Tupac. He would have kind of been like Snoop Dogg. You know what I mean? Kind of just like on kid shows or yeah, whatever. Sure. You know, with the bandana around. <laughs> Is there a theory that fucking uh, Puff Daddy? Whatever Puff, whatever his name is now, is isn't it a theory that he was like directly involved with like the shooting of? Uh, I've heard of that. Yeah, I've heard of that. That was like a theory yeah. that Shug and like yeah, Shug Knight. Yeah, Shug Knight had something to do with it too. Yeah, but I feel like I remember reading somewhere that they like it's not like officially solved, but like they have a pretty good understanding of who shot Tupac. But I don't remember who it is. It's some just like. I guess someone, if you knew Tupac's history, which I clearly don't, but, like, if yeah. you knew, you would understand who he was, but... I remember, watch, remember uh, watching a Chris Rock bit, and he just goes, the government hates rap, and he goes, like, they never solved the, you know, the murders of Tupac yeah. and Biggie. And everyone started laughing, Cause they he shot like, him. no, this isn't a joke, it's serious, he's, he killed <laughs> He's like, they shot Tupac after a Mike Tyson fight in Las Vegas, like, right in the middle of, like, Vegas, and, like, they couldn't find, like, couldn't find who did it. It was me. I killed Tupac. I killed Tupac. What? Tupac. I killed Tupac. Did you just admit this live on Stoochcast? <laughs> Stoochcast? Yeah. This I is did. a Stoochcast official. This Protector of the Yens. first. <laughs> Fucking Stoochcast exclusive right here. Breaking news. I've killed Tupac and three pack. <laughs> Do you think... I could go for a six pack. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah? Of what? What do you think? Demon. <laughs> you want a beer? I have beer. I have Rolling Rock down here. I might have one like right now. You can go back. You know. Do you want one? I'll take one. Yeah. Right. Freaking Rolling Rock live on wow. the podcast. Well, it's recorded, but live on the podcast. This is a Stooge cast. I'll first. get the sound of it. I'll get the sound of me opening the Rolling Rock can. Awesome. So you know, just to prove it, just ASMR to prove it to you. On the Stooge cast, dude. I think Thanks. you know. I th- I think we've yeah, had a great chat, you know. I think, you know, we covered a lot of bases, a lot of ins and outs. Yeah, we covered a lot of just a lot of what random happens. shit, yeah. Oh, shit. Hey, guys, oh, ooh, ooh, little mini bottles. Ooh, ooh, mini bottles. Here, yeah. I got a little these bottle. Are, uh, no, they're twist off. Bro. These are 23. Uh, twist off, all right. There. Ah, oh, there it is. Ah, uh, nice crisp nice twist Nice crisp. Off. Rolling rock. Seven ounce, bro. This is a lot of All right. Here, you guys want cheers, 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 fellas. I'm going to chug this live on Twitch, right. guys. All right. All right, so Alex did just chug that whole seven ounce man. <laughs> yeah, confirmation. You're a psycho, bro. Wow, Alex. I, it's an Ohio State life. You know I don't think saying? it's an Ohio State. I, I've i always been fucking good at chugging things. Like, when I was a kid, like, fucking milk, orange juice, semen, like, anything. Like, that. <laughs> like I was a fucking <laughs> pro at that. I don't know why. You have been, like, the resident, like, Chugger, I yeah. know. King Chug. King Chug. It's true. Like I don't even know why. It's just a fucking dumb talent to have because I don't even drink alcohol that much. I think it's but a great talent. I guess so. Remember at Kennywood that one year where I drink chug two fucking Gatorades and it was like people like try to they try to demote that accomplishment because they say Gatorade's the easiest thing to chug, but I don't care. Who when the fuck I don't remember that. That's hilarious. I don't know. <laughs> they yeah, tried to say Gatorade's the easiest thing yeah, to chug. Yeah, I don't chug. think it's that impressive because Gatorade's the easiest thing to chug, but I didn't know that there was like a Hey ranking. guys, I got a big request. Right. Any of y'all want to go to the Renaissance Festival? When is it? I don't know, like like probably like uh September, October. So, so I'm, you know, dra- I'm just gonna be honest with you, I'm not driving <laughs> home from Columbus to go to the fucking Renaissance Festival. I'll pick festival. you up, bro. Dude <laughs> 
You'll drive to you'll drive to Columbus. I'll make a podcast. I'll make a podcast about the Renaissance Festival. All right, this point, this podcast is becoming like four podcasts long. But I just want to talk about the Renaissance Festival for a second. Fuck the Renaissance Festival. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let me let me explain. Yeah, please. (laughs) The Renaissance Festival is literally the same thing every fucking year. I've never been to it though. Okay, if you've if you've never been, then it will be interesting. But if you've been there more than once, it is the exact same thing every year. Like. The same shows, the same vendors, the same people there. I don't know. I don't, maybe fuck the Renaissance is too strong of a word, but I'm just never that impressed by the Renaissance Fair. I don't get how you can go every year and be entertained. I'm not impressed by it either, man. I think it's a load of bullshit. Ben, where do you get these seven uh, ounce Rolling Rock bottles? Just uh, any beer distributor. They have them. You just their cans are more popular because they're there's like the more cans volume. are classic. Classic, well, it's just there. There's more volume. Like a can is twelve ounces. These are seven. I don't really drink that much by myself, so I got these little ones. True. These are kawaii, though. Look at this. You know, like your dick in it. I would say they're more moe than kawaii. <laughs> Do you think anyone describes beer as kawaii or moe? Yeah, us. We're the only <laughs> two human beings who have ever used that. those terms to describe beer. <sighs> yeah. Ooh. Well, speaking of beer, dude. Tomorrow I'm gonna t- uh, taste homebrew. Oh yeah, beer. yeah, dude, it's gonna be dope. We made like an amber ale at home, and uh, we bottled it about two weeks ago. Two, you know, Damn, tomorrow's this... gonna be two weeks since the fa- you know since the Saturday so we, we got bottled it. It's gonna, taste be it's gonna be the shit. It's gonna be good. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, we keep saving bottles like madmen, you know, like old beer beer bottles. Yeah, we just like clean them, sanitize them, and we put like the, we put the beer in it, poured it in it. Is it like a bunch of different colored bottles? No, they were all like brown. They were all dark. Oh. Yeah, so that was good. Brown um, bottles. Brown bottles. What kind of beer do you drink at home? Uh, I don't know. Whatever's in the fridge. Usually Rolling Rock, bro. Rolling yeah. Rock. Dude, that's the plug. You gotta plug, plug Rolling Rock. But um, they had a. Uh, I think what's it? Sam Adams has like a summer ale. I was having some of that, and then um, I tried some of that. Uh, what's that called? Sierra Nevada. I think Sierra we missed. We talked about that. <laughs> Yeah, Sierra Nevada is alright. It, it was alright. I thought it was gonna be better, but I don't know. It was just, you know, I'm like, this is the craft, like, dude, those craft beer people, man, they'll charge you like twelve for like a four pack. They're and insane. they'll charge you an arm and a leg. <laughs> They're insane, bro, dude. We got like a minute left. Let's get to an hour. Well, yeah, I mean, you just want to wrap it up. Any final thoughts? Any final thoughts, Alex? What you know? You want to send any contact info, bro? Information no, through here? You don't? You can find me on the usual channels. Uh, I don't do anything anymore, though. So. Uh, Alex is a creative <laughs> guy, man. He makes, like... I don't know. I, I'm sorry. I don't know. I'm not that interesting anymore. He's a great graphic designer? No. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I don't like plugging myself. I hate I hate plugging myself. And I also hate asking, like, when you have to do, like, negotiations for things, like, for like, designs and stuff. People will ask you how much... Not to throw into the bus, but, like, people will ask you how much things cost or how much you, like... How much money? Yeah. And I always fucking hate responding to that because no matter what price I say, it'll feel like I'm like either overcharging or undercharging for uh, something. You just have to just be like, yep, this is the price. And like, I just did it out of like respect. Oh no, no, I understand. I understand. It's like one of those things where in a weird way, though, I'd rather just the person just say, "I want, I will pay you this much money," and then I can just be like, okay, that's fair. That's not fair. <laughs> As opposed to me just going, "Well, I think my worth, my time and energy is worth this much," and then if they're like. I mean, even if they say yes, you just can't help but, like, in the back of your mind, you're like, oh, did I think I'm a fucking, like, asshole for, like, asking for this much and asking <laughs> enough? I don't know. 
but yeah um find me on twitter uh chucky underscore nugget i think it is find me on tumblr hodo magic h-o-d-o-m-a-g-i-c find me on instagram which i never update hodo magic is also what it's called okay that sounds great bro this is the uh stooge cast episode three protector of the yins hope y'all yins enjoyed the uh great chat we had here today hope y'all have a great work day great commute to and from the gerb and uh you know we'll see you uh, see you around can you edit this to make this funny <laughs> <laughs>